0: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The other podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I'm Max, and with me today, as always, my son Carlos. Carlos, how are you? Not too bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm surprised you're still awake at this time. You were. Uh... You haven't took the obligatory 3am nap uh, but yeah we've just got through watching uh, UFC on ESPN 19 Hermanson versus Vittoria uh, a card that was ravaged very late in the day with three fights being called off due to uh, covid and other illnesses so we only end up with three fights on the uh, on the prelims Started with a uh, Gian Valante getting uh beat by Jake Collier in the heavyweight by decision. Then Ilya Tapuria getting the first round knockout of Damon Jackson in the featherweight and then the feature prelim Louis Smoker getting the second round knockout of Jose Alberto Quinones in the Bantamweights. Uh going into the main card and we start with a contender series winner, our contract winner. Jordan Levitt making his, his official UFC debut against a veteran, Matt Wyman, and uh, the guy wanted to make a statement, and make a statement, he did. Um, there was one punch thrown in this whole fight, and that was by Wyman, and it missed. Um, basically, <laughs> Levitt, uh was able to... to, to uh, keep hold of of Wyman when Wyman like jumped upon him to, to grab his neck and, and try and pull guard and just maneuver his arms into a position to keep Wyman's head uh, in uh, in the, the ideal spot. So when uh, Levitt was able to, to to drop Wyman with a slam, uh, um, Wyman's head just bounced off the floor and Wyman went went na na 22 seconds in, Jordan Levy has knocked out Matt Wyman and picked up an amazing first ever victory in the UFC.
1: Yeah, what what more can you say
0: on that? This is literally how it
1: happened. He he didn't take a punch and he he slammed the guy on his head. Mm. Uh, going in from the what Dominic Cruz was saying about how it's illegal
0: shots to the back of the head and uh, I don't know what he were looking at. No, it was it was comparing. The if if uh, Wham would have been hit with a punch there, it would have been it would have been disqualification. But with the slam, is perfectly legal. Yes, yeah, but what then the slam's done. at the side
1: of the head. Like we both saw at the this he got slammed on yeah. the side of the head, so it wasn't exactly behind the ear or the back of the head. So he it, it was on the side. The way I looked at it was on the side. Uh, but yeah, what, what can you say
0: about from he, he slammed his opponent and he's gone 8 and all. just, I mean, usually when we're watching uh, the, the farts, one of us will maybe miss the first few minutes and that was a case of me screaming and Carlos literally running into, yeah. the, into the room and i going, what have I missed, what have I missed? and he missed a 22 second knockout. Uh, luckily we were able to like see the replay in full yeah. <laughs> so many times before the next part. It, it just reminded me a lot of uh, a Rampage slams. Mm. But just, the, it was the arm positioning for me though. He, he, it, that A lot of the time you'll see a slam and it's a case of um, just going for broken and not really having technique behind it. That was done purposefully, he, he, yeah, he did that. With with effect and no, knowing to put his arms there, uh, knowing that he's keeping uh, Wyman's head and making sure it hits that canvas rather than Wyman being able to like kind of cushion the blow, was perfectly done by a uh, um, by Jordan Levitt and congratulations to him. Yeah, definitely congratulations to him. the 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 fact they were able to be quick thinking
1: in that situation, whereas when Matt's trying to pull guard, like you were saying, he's he's able to to put his arms in the right direction for him to, to slam that on the ground so
0: yeah that's a big congratulations and a, a big statement for your ufc debut yeah um so let's go on then into uh the next part uh in the light heavyweight division we had john allen taking on roman delinza and this was a a very dominant fight for for the he was uh was so good on the on the feet with his with his shots he was very very quick with his punches uh but then when he went to ground he, he was it was so aggressive with uh, with attempting the the heel hook and the, the leg lock the figure four but the uh, boston crab <laughs> this guy thought he was playing a wrestling game um alan just didn't seem to have a lot uh, to answer uh, for him even when uh, alan was able to land shots uh delisa was smiling and laughing him off and um, when he had uh, um, Alan on the floor, and Alan was was dropping those uh, those heels into into the the quads of uh, Deleza it just didn't seem to be affecting him at all. I was surprised that uh, Deleza wasn't able to actually get the finish, and Alan was was able to to take it to the judges. What was even more surprising was one of the judges gave it three rounds to to Alan, which. Um it they made a, a, a massive issue of, about it on, on the, the commentary of of how this has uh this has been able to happen. Uh Chris Lee I think it was the, the judge yeah. uh, that gave the fight to, to Alan. And I, I I I tend to agree with Dominic Cruz saying that these judges do need to like kind of justify how they, they did that because objectively we having no like kind of real dog in this fight i give roman de leads three all three rounds i felt that he, he was so so dominant he was able to take the fight down when he wanted uh anytime he was uh taking down himself he was able to to scramble and, and reverse position and get back uh into into uh, top control and, and into guard he's just he's just a very very dominant fight for uh, roman de leads and uh john allen has seems to have a lot of work to do uh, that's his uh, UFC debut and his first UFC loss and uh, Roman Gleeser picks up his second uh, win and still is unbeaten in his career so good on him uh, but we do need to kind of like, look at this judging situation and, and see see why these people are, are allowed to judge because they don't seem to be watching the fight yeah most definitely the judges need looking at
1: but it was clear Roman won the fight I give John the, the first round and then I give Roman the, the, the second and third. Um, just off the, the, the first round John being able to give his own shots off in the first and then being able to defend on the ground And obviously as the fight went on into the second and third. You trying to defend submission after submission when someone's, um, when someone's uh, trying to submit you, yeah. it it tires you, it takes tech gas out of you so obviously Johnny just, he, he, he slowed down a little bit but uh, and Norm were able to pick up, uh, pick up the bits of the pieces where he couldn't do in the first round uh, in the second round when he was getting onto the ground he was actually doing a lot more um, ground and pound which is the punches and obviously whereas Dominic Cruz and uh, Paul Felder was saying the judges need to start looking at this thinking looking at it as just because you're punching them uh, on the feet doesn't mean that it's not effective when you're punching them on the ground uh, and the I do agree with them. that like, a lot of the boxing judges who have transitioned over to mixed martial arts don't have a clue about the grappling side of it and they're, they're, I think the only time it makes it easier for them is if someone's like Khabib and if they've taken their opponent down and just beaten the face in from start to finish and mm-hmm. That's not always the case. You've you've got fighters who this is mixed martial arts. The the word mixed in there is is in there for a reason. So it's yeah, I do agree with it. it's, it's a, it's a him. It's a bullshit call for what he did. Now we all know if if you even if you knew how to even slightly look at a fart to judge it, you you knew that John lost that fight, you knew that he didn't win. Yeah. John knew that he lost that fight. You, you seen it on his face when when it called it out. We uh, were at twenty eight, twenty seven. Yeah. It was like he, he he looked at it like what the fuck that, how How's that possible? And so I think even me and you looked at each other like what fucking fight were you watching? And it's uh, obviously Paul Felder was shot when John Anik said told him like surprise, surprise it was the same. Did you give it you when
0: yeah. when you clearly didn't win and and he it, he will fully admitted it. He was saying yeah. Uh, I don't believe how I won that fight.
1: Yeah, even so it's. What's his name? The judge, so we can. Chris Lee. Chris Lee, that's, that's his name, the, the shit judge. It uh, is, he, just because he, he. He shouldn't be able to. Like I said to Kira, they get paid a decent whack for for judging these farts. And there is so many different people out there, especially ex fighters, where the biggest argument comes into place of ex fighters should be judges. Fair enough, I am i totally agree with that they should especially when you have calls like this and it's it's just stupid it's like exactly how paul and dom said they'll watch the fight when it's stood up but when it comes to grappling they'll just start looking away they'll just start doing something else and it's like your job's to watch the fight yeah not just watch it when you want to and start and and, and score it when you want to watch the full fight and if you don't know what you're doing don't don't take that job to, to be a judge,
0: and and that's why I, I always kind of support the call for ex fighters to to be judges because they know what they're looking for, they know uh, how to score an MMA fight, whereas a lot of these judges are still like living in the the ages of a boxing call, and mm. they don't understand the kind of like, intricacies of MMA. Uh, and for a layman, it, it may look like one person is not doing much, but the the work he's putting in, the control, and the way he's uh, he's dominating his opponent, it just seems to be overlooked by a lot of these a uh, lot of these judges when they they don't know what they what they're meant to be looking for.
1: Yeah, definitely. See, obviously, when you've got when you're a judge and you're looking at stuff like that, you've got to take it into account. Look at Tony Ferguson when he's on his back, he fat's a hell of a lot off his back throwing. Upward up elbows and throwing hammer fists and jabbing your teeth when when he's on his back but the judge looks at it then and goes right who's winning the guy who's got who you could look at going he's in top control and got fully control in that situation or the guy who's actually punching the guy's face in from yeah. the bottom who's in control that's where these judges sort of like oh I ain't got a clue here because I'm usually I'm usually judging boxing here mm-hmm. or, or, or a different sport so it's like that's where the other fighters. if we, if you were to use ex-farters as judges, they'll be able to see that, they'll be able to know, hang on a minute, yeah, he might be on, he might be on top position and, and top control, but he's just lying there, he's doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. The guy on the bottom's actually winning this round because he's actually trying more, he's, he's working to get to his feet, or he's working for a sub, mm-hmm. or, he, or he's working uh, to transition. And it's just all the, the incre- like you said, uh, going into the... Uh, the incre- uh, intricacies, uh, in- <laughs> intricacies uh, of grappling, and that's if you don't know what you're looking at, it. Some people can be like, "Who the, the fuck's winning here? What, what's going on?" thought uh, I best not score this. Then I'll wait till they stand up, and it just it just pisses you off, especially when you've got. Because that could have the the other judge could have easily done the exact same, and that could have gone out of Roman's hands, which wouldn't have been fair.
0: No, no. So, it does need looking at, and it doesn't, something does need changing. Definitely. Um, so, let's get into the, the, the middle part of this card. Uh, another first round knockout uh, Gabriel Benitez versus Justin James. Um, it was a, a fairly even fight at the, at the beginning, uh, with uh, Justin James and uh, Benitez landing uh, big shots, landing um, leg kicks uh but, as the fight went on uh you could see that Benitez had more power than uh than uh jane's and Jane's seemed to be more uh wild with his with his throws like there was no uh, real aim accuracy it was just like swing for the fences kind of stuff um but Benitez was able to pick him off with those uh leg kicks and kind of really stunned his uh, his pressing. Uh, there was a point where uh, James R-poked uh, uh, Benitez and you could see a really uh, well coming up under underneath uh, uh, Benitez's left eye. but after after that he didn't really give uh, James much option to capitalise on it because uh, he uh, landed a low kick James went in to kind of like bum rush uh, and a knee to the body went down collapsed you could just see it was just uh, it just it just killed the fire. It absolutely killed the fat From the angle that we saw, uh, it looked like it it, it cleaned him out by by a knee to the head. But the 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 replay and the the angle changes showed that it was clear in the in the in the lungs. Um, James was just out for the count because of that. Uh, Benitez landed a couple of shots which didn't really need to happen and picked up the the first round knockout. Yeah. What like you said this fight was definitely
1: evenly matched coming into it they were both swinging and mm-hmm. both looking for the finish whichever way they could possibly get it uh, and which obviously this was only the first round which surprised me uh, Gabriel actually threw over a hundred shots this is the first round so just imagine if this went on and you, you could have broke a record but in the first round and he didn't land that many shots, he only landed like 30 odd of the 100 he actually he actually threw but he was able to get the job done and to time the knee it was now whether he whether he practiced that or or was anticipating for that I'll, I'll never know but the fact that he, he was able to just place the knee perfectly as uh, as Justin were coming in it was just in the proper sweet spot, and once you get it in there, that's that's it. You're done. Yeah. He, like like Justin did, he his body basically just went stiff and he fell down. It was like getting knocked out. Yeah. And if that's exactly. He just takes your wind. You uh, you, you can't breathe. It feels like someone's like just kicked your chest and stood there. So it's like, <laughs> it's like how do you breathe? I forgot. Is it two in one out? Is it three out one in? Um, I just I, as soon as he did that, I just I just felt for felt for Justin's ribs more than all. Cause I'm like I've been I've been in that pain one or two times before, and it's it's not a it's not a good feeling. But it weren't the worst one on the card. Let's just put it that way. The, his the, the, obviously the 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 slam was worst. Now obviously on the prelims, regardless, died on the prelims. To be fair, I won't want any of them. No, <laughs> not not a chance. But yeah, uh, coming into this fight, uh, Gabriel had a could have been a game plan or it could have just been fuck it, let's go in for the kill. But either way, I was going to say it was a game plan because he did seem to me like he wanted to set that knee up. But to me, he were he were lifting that leg up a couple of times and he didn't do much with it. So to me, that that tells me he were either trying to set something coming apart or trying to set that knee up and he didn't really throw many many head kicks. Uh and he was trying to set the knee up. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna say that was his game plan and he would he 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 were gonna he was trying to finish with, with the knees. Um so Well a to so fucking Gabriel. making yeah, Make
0: moves on that lightweight. Great victory for him. Um going into the light heavyweight division, um, with our comment, Jamal Hill and Oven Saint Pierre. Now, uh, this uh, going into this fight, Ovins was the it was the first time in his forty fight career that he's ever missed weight, um, and looking at the fight afterwards, I feel that he just wasn't motivated for this fight at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that uh, Ovins Saint Pierre is not the most um, explosive fighter. He doesn't uh, come across as someone who. who like expends a lot of energy. He's very kind of a uh, meticulous and very uh, measured with his shots. But this was uh, this was a fighter that didn't look like he wanted to be in the octagon. Uh, we started the first round. Um, it was a little bit nervous from from both. Uh, trying to kind of gauge the range, kind of a uh, work out uh, what what shots they were they were able to to use. I think that Hill had a a really good first round. Was able to to pick off more way more shots than Saint and uh, I love these his, his uh, no look body shots. The way he was really digging in at, at Saint um, and and just didn't seem to have a lot of uh, a lot to answer. But he also didn't look like he was particularly worried about it. Um, he when he did throw stuff. I mean, t- t- for example, his leg kicks. He threw one. Pretty weak, like for in terms of um, uh, an OSP shot, and it nearly sw- sweet uh, Hill totally off his feet. Uh, in the in the in the the, the last um, minutes of the round, he was able to pull a clinch and was able to do a little bit of a control up against the cage. Uh, but any time that Hill was uh, was free and able to, he was he was landing way more shots, and and he quickly uh, was able to to build up like a um a points leading that round. Going into the second we saw a lot more of the same. Um, St. Prue taking his, his very calm, measured, almost like um like he didn't care approach to it. Um Hill lands one shot that was so hard that he knocked his own mouthpiece out. Um and then he, he just kind of like he had, whether he sensed that um osp wasn't able to hurt him or or something like that but he was able to just start turning up turning up the the the, the output and was able to uh, land shots with knowing that he wasn't going to uh, take any shots back or any any damage and then he uh he landed a few big punches and you could see how uh, it it uh, cleaned ovince's clock and you could see he had to kind of like shake out uh, the the cobwebs but he'll kept that pressure up and was just able to land so many big shots and um, he didn't technically knock uh sent prue out but he landed so many accurate shots in such a quick succession that that uh Alvin's just had no answer at all and um it was kind of like saved by Jason Herzog When uh, Jason came in and, and saw that uh, Saint Pru was 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 not all there, and Jamal Hill picks up a, a really big victory, and Saint Pru are was saying he needs to finish. I was saying that that might be the um, the, the calling card for for because he just didn't look like he wanted to be there.
1: I say I'd say give him one more fight. Like then his record. I think his last. I mean it's like last three and five, three wins, five losses, and it since like the last couple of years.
0: You've also got to remember um, this is a guy who, who I mean, we were speaking about it in the in the fight. He he took bones to decision, and since then he's really struggled to find his place. I mean, he's he's had dalliances in in heavyweight. Got absolutely destroyed. There, come back to every, and he's struggling to to get back to championship form. Uh, it, it's a hard one because I like obi Cepria. I just, I just don't think he's got the passion for it anymore.
1: Mm, yeah, he's a good guy. It's not like it's uh, not like the he's one of these, Corby Corvintons that people can't stand. Uh, but it's like I said to you, I just. I think he came in at the I think he came in at the wrong time. He came in when the Bones era was still about and that that's happened to many fighters in the in the light heavyweight division. Bones was at the top, everyone's always fighting for that place. Number one's always beating number two, number two's always beating number three, but no one's beating the champion. Uh and it's it's basically just a back and forth and it was up until D C started getting in the picture and and mixing stuff up and that obviously like you were saying when he got it took it uh, took Jones to decision you would have thought that would have been a massive confidence booster and that oh, I've just took people who, f- who said that he couldn't be beat I just took him to decision like mm. so it I ain't got a clue what went wrong after that bar from he just he did lose his he, he did lose his confidence and I just don't think he's been able to regain that and in this fight you could it was weirdly like he didn't have any confidence in the first place and as the fight went on he just lost more and more confidence and Jamal he somewhat looked the same. He he looked like he you can somewhat as a fighter you can tell when someone's putting a face on. He was shitting himself. He that you could tell he was nervous and I don't blame him at the end of the day, overtake proof he's got power in his hands if he hits you he's gonna hurt you and Jamal knew that, so I think he was just more of game face, game face, game face. Shit is it, man? I'm gonna admit that were not too bad. And that's when his confidence started building because it it's like, I'm gonna, because he started hitting him more, started like getting a bit more loose with his shots, getting a bit more um, throwing a bit more shots. Uh, he really, he really was able to just, he really was able to just get more loose in the game, cause get more confident. Um, rather than just staying like tight, tight he, uh he was able to get more of his own offence off and uh push St Pru into into the fence and push him about the octagon um showing St. Pru that oh, I'm not I'm not scared you, you've hit me and it's it's not phased me so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to work on you and it's as simple as that and Jamal knew that he weren't gonna knock him out with one shot. He he doesn't seem that type of guy who's got the who's got the power for that. He's got the he's got the sort of bone sort of power where it's not one punch. It's it's over a bit of time where he's, he's kicking fuck out your body and then and then kicking a couple to chin then destroying your legs and then back to the body and it's you've got to chop you down piece by piece to, to get you but eventually he will get you there if you don't stop him. And mm-hmm. um, this is the guy who said that he he went from playing what basketball or wanted to play college basketball to having a kid work at a factories to them watching Anderson Silva on a TV to then going I want to do that. Now he's fighting in the UFC and he's now in the top 15. Yeah. He's took over St. Peru's ranking. Uh, 7-0. and He's a couple of, couple of fights into the UFC. UFC no, contract. 9-0 now. 9-0, 3-0 in the UFC. 3-0. 3-0 in the UFC. That's so that's a good record, especially against some of the people he's got already beaten in the UFC. Oh, a lot, but, but the
0: hard work starts here now.
1: Definitely, the, the hard work definitely does start here, especially when you get the the top fifteen to top seven. Obviously, that's where you're going to be doing a lot of the a lot of the work, uh, a lot of the, obviously climbing up, and then above that, that's where he's got to really turn his ear game on. Cause, when you're in that, in the UFC, in the biggest organization, once you're in that pool of killers, you you've got to be one of them killers. Because if not, they will kill you. Yeah. It's, as, uh, it's as simple as that. And Jamal still got, a, he's still got a lot of work to do. Like his head, his head's still in the same place. He's he's no, his head movements not all there. He, he'll put his head to the side a little bit, but then bring it back, and then he'll put it to the side a little bit, and and he'll bring it back and I was surprised that Auburn State Peru or his corner didn't didn't see that as as he were doing it now obviously in the heat of the moment the coaches are far as you are not going to see everything it sounds easy for me to say it now and can understand that I've just been watching it on telly so it's a little bit different you can see the different angles you can't sometimes you can't pick stuff up when you're there in the moment so the, you can't really blame them too much but yeah, maybe that's a a thing Jamal works on going on in the future. But to say he's nine and know moving on, that's that's incredible. Especially and how old is he? He's only thirty. He's, he's twenty odd, thirty yeah. odd, mid late twenties, I think. Late twenties. So he's he, he's got plenty of time to still evolve. What I wouldn't like him to see is just because he's beat all we see at Peru now and he's one of these Dana White contender series guys, and he's I wouldn't like him to try and jump too far ahead and think, I'm up here when really I'm still down here just because of all the harp and stuff like that. I'm
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting Yeah, yeah, I'm getting sorta of sick of fighters doing that sort of stuff. It's like you especially the young fighters. Older fighters, fair enough, you know you have not got a lot of time left. Put all your eggs in one basket and go for it. But when they're the young fighter and, and you do that you're gonna end up the next page, Zandt, The next stage, Northcutt. Mm-hmm. The the next young people who goes, oh yeah, the next dog bollocks because I've been told this of this such and this person. And now you know I'm not even in the UFC anymore. I'm I'm fighting in Asia. Yeah. So it's, I I'd, I'd like him to see him just chill out and I would not say pick his farts because obviously a lot of people don't really like
0: that saying, but choose his farts wisely. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense um well let's get into this uh this main event and wow what a doozy it, it was um uh, jack Hermanson uh coming in at ranked four six eleven no matter <laughs> what uh, what number ufc pucks out of their ass uh marvin from from the prelims uh up to the 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 fight he started i think he gained about three round uh, three uh <laughs> spots in the rankings um but yeah this uh this was a, a great fight to watch uh marvin Vittoria a late replacement for uh kevin holland who was a late replacement for i don't even know who the original fight were, but this was a uh, essentially jack hermanson's third opponent for this for this event uh but he actually came into the fight um as favorite did, did Vittoria, which was very very interesting and do you know what he absolutely proved it because he he ground out a, a very comprehensive picture uh the first the first two rounds uh pretty were went uh very very similar um, Vittori was was heavy hitting with that with that left hand even though Carlos noticed before the fire that he he uh in the in in the the, the corner to to get for, for getting prepared to get into the octagon he was uh, favoring his left arm really that like kind of rubbing it there. so it's interesting to see how many shots he actually threw with that left hand. And was still kind of like uh, you could catch him every every so often in the fight, um, like really favouring it and 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 kind of rubbing it. You could tell that it was giving him some grief. Uh, but th- needless to say, he, he hit manson with that left hand so many times. It's it's unreal. And then. Um, there was a, a point in, in, in the first round where he drops Hamanson. It he was uh, able to uh, was able to to control the pretty much the rest of the round on the floor. Uh, attempted a guillotine a few times, but kind of give it up because he didn't want to uh, lose position. Was able to land uh, shots to the ribs, especially when Dominic Cruz was saying, "Yeah, he's not eating any shots here." Just after he'd uh, been punched in the ribs about thirty-five times. Um, <laughs> going into into the second round a lot of the same Hermansen uh, came out with a massive right and you could see that he he was looking uh, he was looking to to be more wild with his shots uh, but uh, Vittori was just able to pick him off with with that left uh, that was that was the key factor for me was the the amount of significant strikes that Vittori was able to pick off the the efficiency I think uh, at the end of the fight he said he, he landed 41 percent of his shots and this is a fight where the, between the guys they threw 800 shots and landed over 300 significant strikes so this was a brutal like proper battle of a fight
1: well they literally these two obviously jack uh and mervyn they've literally just before i came in uh john Anik was saying these two in this fight have, brought the record. Uh, it's like I
0: am a, not surprised.
1: Nine significant strikes more than what Robert Whitaker and Yara Mero, Gastelum, or whoever it were who had the record. Mm-hmm. These have got
0: the record now. I think it was Gastelum and Adesanya. Well, Gastelum, it might have been Gastelum and Whitaker, actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was just a. a a brutal fight, and in, after the second round, uh, which went pretty much the same way as the first round where Victoria was able to to take uh, Hermansen to the ground and, and control the fight, um, we saw a different Hermansen come out in that third round, and uh, whether that was... Uh, Vittori tiring. Uh, well, we know that we know now what the the problem was. But watching at the time, we we you, we you could have thought, oh, this was Vittori kind of gassing out, and Hermanson was going to uh, use his kind of knowledge of five round fights to to take this victory. But what we actually learned was that it was Vittori taking a breather, knowing that it was going to go into those five rounds and and wanted to conserve energy. Uh, for the, 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 the deep water rounds and it was such a well worked game plan because even though he ca- it was almost like a chess move he knew he had to sacrifice there um, but he was able to, to not take a lot of damage uh, lost the round but then was able to, to regain that, that composure and that energy for, for round four and five where he just turned the dial up was able to uh, slip uh, Hermansen's shots was able to land that that left again. Uh, was landing kicks, and you could see how he was tearing Hermanson's face up. And fair play to Hermansen, This guy's a warrior. He's absolutely warrior. He, you don't get into the position that he's got into in the UFC without having skill and heart and and power but this was a Vittorio who wanted to make a statement and move up in the division. I I believe that he he has done, Um, and he ended up, for me, taking the fight very handily on on the cards, winning four rounds to one. Um, Going to the last round, though, he he very, very nearly give it up. Uh, With about a minute or so left, uh, we saw a bit of um, groundwork on the floor, and then Hamanta was able to, to slide a heel hook with about ten seconds to go, on and if he could have been able to lock that in, that would have been one of the comebacks of, of the of the UFC calendar for me. Uh, but Vitor was able to get out of it. Ended the fight on top. Wins uh, by uh, bad by decision. All three judges giving it in, uh, giving in four rounds to one. Um, great victory for him. Definitely a great victory for
1: him. I mean, you don't blame the judges giving it to, giving it that score
0: because
1: well, Chris Lee wasn't, wasn't one of the gingers <laughs> <laughs> luckily enough Jesus Christ sack him um, going on to Jack Jack he somewhat made me look like a bit like an idiot I have been saying on Twitter that I do favour him over um, over Mervin, but either one you win some you lose some uh, seeing him now after watching the fight I do believe that he came in overconfident. I do believe that, a multiple things. He came in overconfident. He was fed up, and he just couldn't give a shit. And I don't. I don't mean that as in like he couldn't give a shit about the sport. I just mean it like you. You. You step in that man's shoes for a minute. You've been scheduled to fight three times. Your opponents changed. You. You're thinking you're going from fighting a grappler to a striker to a strap grappler. It's like. You're you you've literally training for so many people in that lot, you, at this point you just think fucks sake, just hurry up with the fire, I want to do it and get it out of the way, mm-hmm. on to my next one. and I think that's what possibly could have come on and then obviously Mervin, uh, Marvin stepping up and him being ranked 14th at the time, which in UFC means nothing. Uh, that... <laughs> He, 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 he was back in when he actually got in the outing that That's that Max Manning at 14 yesterday, ranked 12 today, it's like, who's he beat in the last two days? Like, who's, he? And who's lost to yeah. the fourth <laughs> down the ranking? So he it, was just fucking mental, but then obviously Jack, you've got him who's in the top five, so maybe his ego could have shot up like, exactly like how Luke Rockhold did against Bispin, where it's like, I'm champion, I'm going to beat him easily, I'm going to walk through him, then he got knocked out. It's... Could be the same with Jackie. It's like I'm in top five. I've I've fought some at best. I've beat some at best. This he was just kid. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna he's gonna come here. I'm gonna take him down. I'm gonna choke him out. And that very much wasn't the case as as Mervin was was willing to show. And and in this case, he had more to lose than um, Jack did obviously because in this in this shot, he's got a shot to get into the top five now. If he were to if he were to lose by Jack, then yeah, he probably gets a shot, another shot in the, in the top ten somewhere down the line. But then that's then again you've got to ask yourself, hang on a minute, if I lose to this guy, I'm going to go back a step, have mm-hmm. another fight. So if I actually put everything all in and win this, I could only I might have to have one more fart, But then at the end of that, that might actually be for a title. So you've got to think of who actually had more to lose. Uh, Jack's already in the top five. He knows. He's, he's gonna get a title shot down the line at some point Mervyn's one of them, he's, he needs to climb up the ladder and, and get himself there And he did it the only way he knew how And he surprised me with how confident he was on the ground, now I'm, I know he's got good abilities, His skill set, he's, he's got on the ground, he's got some missions underneath his belt already but I thought Jack's game was a lot better than his and man was I wrong Mervin was just better than him everywhere, and it, after the the first round when Mervin knocked him down, he it would to me to me it was like Jack just wasn't there. He just couldn't he just couldn't fucking get all of his like um, bearings together. Um, and so throughout the fight, as we were getting cracked and cracked and cracked, it was just more autopilot taking over mm. of what do I do now, right? Jack do, do this, Jack do, do that, and it's it, even. I think even Marvin knew. Then obviously in the third round, it was more like right. Fuck me, this guy can take more punishment than what I thought. Take a breath because we we're going into championship rounds, and and I'm knackered. And it for a guy who's who's young, but he's had twenty odd fights, so he's he's well experienced and all. So he he knew in that in that third round that he needed to slow his pace down a bit. Just take a breather. You knew that the run of the ten minutes, potential ten minutes left of the fight, um, slow your pace down, and you've potentially got the win in the bag. And he did, to be honest. From round three, that that fight was his all the way. And Jack didn't offer any sort of threat on the feet, on the ground, TKOing, KOing, submission. There were absolutely no threat, bar from the fifth round, the last ten seconds, which mm-hmm. is nothing. He's absolutely nothing and it was just a perfect perfect win for him, you can not this is literally just one of them stories where you, you're happy you've got it right rather than going oh I stepped up on short notice and ah oh, fuck I lost, it's like he stepped up on short notice, beat a piss out of a guy for the best part of five rounds and you're on the road to a title shot and
0: I mean this, this is a guy who, I mean he stepped up um, and took the fight on short notice but he was also training for a fight he was, uh, he was taking on I think it was uh, Jackery next week um, so yeah, he said uh, he was just happy that it's one less week of, uh, of torment in terms of uh, weight cutting and, and, and food intake so uh, for him I don't think he saw as a step up I think he's just saw it uh, <laughs> he gets this done and then he can enjoy his Christmas <laughs>
1: it could definitely be that but either way this this wins put him in that in that title picture yeah. let's just put it that way and and not only that he's fought Adesanya before uh, I'm pretty sure they went to decision I'm pretty sure yeah. if I can remember people were saying it were a relatively close fight Yeah. so he already sells it right there who's a better fighter was it because the judges give it Adesanya because we know from this from this card tonight that not all the judges are best judges so who's a better fighter now they've both had a couple more fights
0: more times to train more time to evolve i'd love to see that fight yeah um so let's have a quick look at next week uh the last numbered pay-per-view of the year uh and davidson figueredo gonna break the record for the quickest turnaround of a, of, a, of a champion. I think he's breaking uh, Matt Hughes's record when he took on uh, BJ Penn and, and GSP. Um, 21 days since the guy last fought and he's taking on Brandon Moreno who also fought 21 days ago when he uh, brutally KO'd uh, Brandon Rival. Uh, but this card is stacked. We've got, just on the the, the the main card alone, Junior Dos Santos versus Cyril Gagne. Uh, Jackeray taking on Kevin Holland. Renato Moicano versus Raphael Fiziev. The co main event, Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. And obviously that, that main event of Figueiredo title. Brandon Moreno. It's just brutal. What a brutal card. This is going to be a real way to 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 see out the year, but then even after that, we've still got another event a couple of days before Christmas. So UFC have, have really been spoilers in this uh in this COVID era. I mean, I know I give them a lot of grief at the beginning of it, but they've they've come out of fighting with in terms of content. Uh, saying that in the post uh press conference, Dana has uh, was speaking about the recent uh, cut of Yo Romero and um, he's saying that the UFC are going to be doing some serious cuts uh, at the end of this year, uh, and it's looking like that he's going to be cutting about 50 to 60 fighters, so oh, uh, it's going to be a massive call, I wonder if... Uh, Who's going to be signed to replace him, because the fucker puts a fence on each week, he needs a fucking this is, this is the old point of the Dana White contender series, get uh, young hungry fighters in on 10, uh, 10 sure 10 win contracts, rather than uh fighters who who on hundreds of thousands per per contractor and haven't got the the best of records so i can understand that but jesus christ not all of your contenders here is going to be fucking top dog it'll be yeah. interesting to see for me though if uh if dana and the ufc gets the same amount of grief that, that uh vince mcmahon and the wwe got when when they did a, a lot of culling because WWE got got a lot of shit for it, um, so yeah, we'll see that anyway. Uh, tune back in next week for the 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 fallout from uh, UFC two fifty six. Follow me on Twitter at DJ AJ Follow Carlos here, at Kirby underscore Carlos. Is still still lagging way, way behind and getting a lot of grief. I need them followers. You need some followers. Uh, keep your ears out in early 2020 for, for more news on Carlson's Super Secret uh, Five Rounds Project, which is coming up. Uh, we're both really, really excited for that. Um, follow the, the networks at Visionaries Global Media, at Shooting the Sports Edition, obviously at the Chair Shop Media Group. Uh, thank you all for listening. That is the end. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.